the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and this is my co-host Kirsty Logan. And we are outside. In the garden. We are doing our absolute level best to not be uh, coronavirus spreaders. Yep, I think we're two meters away. <laughs> I think so. Nobody's around us. I'm not touching anyone. Nope. Apart from I myself. Wait. I've washed my hands. Have you washed your hands? I have. There we go. We're doing really well. And what this is, dear listeners, is <laughs> our special mini-sode, pre-Halloween, new season countdown mini-sodes. We need to invent a new word. I'm not getting very good at this. (laughs) But that's what we're doing. Uh, So what we're going to do is every day in the lead up to Halloween, we are going to be doing little mini 15-minute episodes talking about the stories from 13 more tales of horror. I had this one. Me too. And it's really good. I remember so many of these. I was obsessed with this book as a kid and I thought it was absolutely terrifying. So many of the stories are so vivid in my mind, but weirdly some of them were like brand new, even though I must have read that book like six times as a kid. It's got range. I think It's got real range. I'm going to say I think a lot of these are really scary as well. Yeah. But we'll get into it. Okay. Uh, So the first story is called The Cat Dogs. I've such a theory on this. I don't love that title, I have to say. And it's it's Susan Price. I, of course, in my notes, have not written down the authors. Nice one, Kirsty. Wait, wait. I'm going to say it is. Heather's trying to balance a coffee and a book and not spill the coffee on her laptop. Is it going to go wrong? Which is balancing on my knee. It's Susan Price. It is Susan Price. Okay, there we go. Um, Can I just say, this is a really British collection. Isn't it? I didn't realise, like, I don't think the first one was. No, it it? felt very American, the first one, and this definitely feels more British, which I think is why it's scarier. Yeah. Because we're just we're inherently weird. <laughs> we're just an inherently sinister people. Don't say that while I'm sipping my coffee. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. This story is about Liz. Liz's... Li, 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 this is going well. <laughs> just the preview for season seven. <laughs> Start as we mean to go on. Liz lives near the woods and she works on a fake Victorian farm for tourists, which I also feel like is not just a very British thing, it's a very English thing. I visited several of them as a kid, all of them National Trust. <laughs> we had to go to Victorian school. Yeah, with when the I chalkboard, in, right? In primary, yeah, but the worst thing is my mum worked at my school. She was a teacher of like the lower classes. Not lower, younger. <laughs> Those low <laughs> idiots. <laughs> Four years old. <laughs> the lower classes. My mum taught the proles. The servants. <laughs> we were all proles in my school. Um, and she was one of the Victorian teachers, and it was really scary. That is scary. But I did like doing on the on the slate. I like that was what it was called. Mm-hmm. I think I had to wear a dunce cap. <laughs> and it was quite upsetting. <laughs> and I realised why we stopped doing that putting to children. A, putting a kid in a dunce hat and making them stand in the corner and Facing have everyone the look wall. at them. Yeah, it's yeah. not a good time. It wasn't a great thing to do. Even as a historical experiment, I'm going to say don't do that to your kids. Um, Anyway, so back to Liz. One night she's walking in the woods and she finds a wet bag of kittens. Oh no. Of course she takes them home because she's not an absolute monster. Mm -hmm. But are they monsters? Uh, I mean, they're weird. I'm just going to say straight away they're not. uh, And then I'll tell you at the end what they are. Oh, interesting. Anyway, here's what they're like. They've got teeth like a dog's teeth. They've got noses like a dog's nose, but they've got ginger tabby coats like cats. 
and they've got black ears and legs like cats but they've got bushy tails like dogs but they've got green eyes like cats but they've got retractable claws like cats but they squeak like cats but they bark like foxes you know what that is Kirsty? that's a fox <laughs> isn't oh, it oh shit <laughs> i was gonna wait till the end but so i have solved a fo- bag of foxes it's a bag of foxes they say no other animal than a cat has retractable claws it's not true foxes do there uh <laughs> and then it says at one point it's no bigger than a fox that's because it's a fox wow. that's because uh, <laughs> an animal with retractable claws that's a bit bigger than a cat and it looks like a dog is a fucking fox spoiler <laughs> it's a fox i also think bag of foxes surely is a twee indie band isn't that a lesbian band <laughs> <laughs> can i be in bag of foxes <laughs> i would like that anyway liz's mum who is apparently the brains of the operation doesn't really care about this at all she's more worried about quote having to phone iceland again about those blasted sheep now i got about <laughs> halfway through the story before i realized it meant the country not the shop <laughs> you thought they were getting frozen sheep like maybe frozen sheep parts mutton maybe sheep's heads you are inherently creepy because that is a lot weirder than the actual story yeah. which is still quite weird i'm not denying that i'm creep to the bones <laughs> i never have denied it um anyway yeah she does mean the country not the shop um and then what happens is i'm going to keep calling them cat dogs okay i'm not going to call them bag of foxes they really really horribly kill a bird and then a dog chewing its leg off can i just ask why it is part of point horror law that dogs don't kill birds because we had this in the patreon episode and they definitely do though they definitely do i mean mine doesn't but maybe has she, she ever had would. the opportunity? Well, that's what I'm going to say. Maybe left to her own devices, she would. I just don't... Like, dogs will kill people. Yeah. I don't know why they would draw the line at birds. I don't know if they would mean to kill a bird, but I think they would go to, like, play with it and bite it. And it Spoken would like a true dog owner. Right? <laughs> she didn't mean to kill all those people. She was only playing. She was just with playing them. with the... It's the not my bird. fault they were so small. <laughs> six foot five. Um, okay, so... Then we have a visitor, Sven Iverson. Guess where he's from? <clears throat> Iceland. Well, is he though? Because, will I read you his dialogue? He doesn't sound like he's from Iceland. <laughs> no, I'm going to read you the I dialogue. I have spent a few months in Iceland and people don't sound like that. I'm not putting on an accent here, I'm just reading the words as they're written on the page. <clears throat> this is why we shouldn't do phonetic dialogue, aspiring writers out there. I will say, this is actually her doing an impression of him. So she says, a Viking and his Viking sheep, which is, I could write a whole thesis on that. He will be six feet five mit long blonde hair and a hat mit horns. Now, that's ham German. That's not Icelandic. Not German ham. That's, <laughs> again, a separate thing. <laughs> yeah. Weird, eh? Now. Bjork does not sound like that. No, she doesn't. Icelandic accent's beautiful. It I is. love it. Very sing me. Yeah. Um, so, Sven Iverson says that in Icelandic, fox and devil are the same word. Now, I googled this, because I've got Google, and we didn't have it in them days, so we didn't know, right? We didn't have an Icelandic dictionary. Now, Google Translate says, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Any Icelanders listening, I'm really sorry. Fox is refer. That's quite good. Thanks. And devil is... Uh... <laughs> Jeriel. Jeriel. Okay, now, I don't... They don't sound the same. No, they're not the same word. I don't believe, unless there's some other version of this word. Hmm. I don't really know. Anyway, he also says that these cat dogs, or foxes, as Heather said, are actually scoffins. (laughs) 
which is when you have a vixen, which is a lady fox, and a tomcat, which is a boy cat. Now, apparently this is real, like myth real anyway, as in like, <laughs> it's a real myth. And I, again, Googled this. I've got Google, I'm too much free time. Now, scoffins are fox cat hybrids with a lethal gaze, combining the cunning of the fox with the cruelty of the cat. You can also have a boy fox and a girl cat, and that makes a better word, which is a scuggabolder. <laughs> but it, he says they're not scuggabolders, they're scoffins, and they're very dangerous. I do like scoffin. I don't. I mean, I do it's like when you eat literally like scoffin as well, yeah. <laughs> now, I also looked up if Sven Iverson said they're very dangerous, but he said it in Icelandic. It would be Mjög Hetelegd. <laughs> These scoffins are Mjög Hetelegd. <laughs> I probably said something really offensive in Icelandic it was there. Really bad. My pronunciation is so awful. Anyway, I'm, so I'm trying my best. We're all just trying our best, aren't we? <laughs> so then Liz, her dad, and Sven decide to go hunting for the scoffins. It goes badly. Very badly. <laughs> I do like this bit. I think this is really creepy. I'm going to read it. Everything out there knows exactly where we are, she thought. Something darker than the darkness moved swiftly through the tangle of bushes near her, and she jumped to her feet and shone the torchlight at that spot. Nothing, but the leaves were still quivering. I think Tangle of Bushes is also a lesbian band. <laughs> <laughs> They're not so successful. <laughs> I think that's creepy. It is. It is quite good. I do think this book's quite scary. Uh, anyway, shall I tell you what happens at the end? Yes, please. There's a very long scene of hunting where they believe that they're hunting the cat dogs, but really the cat dogs are hunting them. Yeah. What happens is, in short, the cat dogs eat Liz's dad. Then the cat dogs eat Sven. And then the cat dogs eat Liz. <laughs> the end. What I like about this whole collection is that you just get these mad abrupt endings because they've only got like 50 pages. Not even 50. I mean, how long is that story? Like 30 pages? 20 uh, pages? Yeah, probably uh, maybe like 40 pages. Yeah. Um, so they like spend quite a lot of time setting up and then there's like a good few pages of action and then the end has to be like, and this happened, which is, I think, an improvement. I think so. They don't overstay their welcome. Yeah. Also, funny thing about this book, in over half the stories, the protagonist dies, which is unusual. Oh, yeah. Very unusual. But admittedly scary. Yeah. For your protagonist to die. Um, I d like, Sven wasn't doing a lot there, was he? No, I think he was just a way to give them an excuse to go hunting. Because he's yeah. like, they are Mjög Hetelegd. <laughs> I do like that she's like, oh my god, a beautiful Viking man will show up. And I'm like, again, you don't... You don't understand what's Icelandic and what isn't there? Because yeah. that's, they're not Vikings. Like, that would be Scandinavians. If it was anything, which it isn't. Because they're not a race of people. True. But she's like, oh my god, he's going to be all like six foot five and like ginger and stuff. And he shows up and he's like five eight and balding. And I'm like, oh, I still like him though. More accurate, to be yeah. honest. I, I was in Sweden last year and I did see some ludicrous Viking boys. Like, they were exactly what you would think. Yep. Like, Six foot five, big beards, big knitted jumpers. Techno Viking. I mean, I don't even like boys, but I was like, flaw. <laughs> Those are good boys. There's, there's just nothing in the story that doesn't make me believe that it's just foxes. It's just foxes. But foxes are really foxes. brutal. Murder foxes. Murder foxes are That's just foxes. Foxes. <laughs> foxes are murder foxes. That's like me calling them murder bears or murder lions. Yeah, it's, it's bears, but they'll kill people. Yeah. yeah. That's just a bear. I suppose if there were enough foxes, they could kill you. I mean, you've heard the sex fox on our road. 
I mean, sex foxes sound like somebody, like a human dying. Yeah, I, having, having not been... Sex foxes, also a bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm neither bumpkin nor urban city dweller by nature. So I was like, I don't think I've ever really heard a fox because from the one horse town I'm from, we didn't even have foxes. Or horses. And then your horses. <laughs> Someone put some hair on a fox and convinced Aww. people it was a horse. Um, Someone had one of those main butt plugs. Oh. Did I go too far there? Yeah, I did. Actually. You mean M A N E, not like just their main one. Their main. <laughs> I mean, you've got to have a selection. No, the, I don't. I have not seen these IRL. I should point out, but I have seen the butt plugs where it's got a, a horse tail on it. Oh no, they do exist. No, I'm sure they do. Oh, you mean up close? You mean in in? I mean, I have not <laughs> had one in my butt. Okay, well. <laughs> but I have seen a photo. Listeners, if you would know. <laughs> <laughs> Not, um, you don't send us a picture. If you want to describe the experience, fine. Don't near us, though. No. Okay. Um, don't call in, or whatever <laughs> it is I usually say. Don't call in, don't write in, don't text. <laughs> just keep it to yourself. <laughs> you just have at it in private. Um, yeah, I thought the story was good. I did, too. Mm. I thought it was scary. I feel like this book, it doesn't really give me what I want of Point Horror, which is, like, ludicrous, hilarious trash. It was more just, like... A scary book. I mean, I think it was quite hilarious, trashy, with the ham German and the foxes that are clearly foxes. I guess. It, it is quite scary. Very atmospheric, very sharp, silly. Very good for spooky season. Yeah. I would say we usually are like, don't read this point, horror. We'll just read it and then we'll tell you about it. But this one, like... Do read it. Do read it. It's yeah. good. It's worth it. You probably get it on eBay for about 10 pence. Oh my god, what was that book we saw that was like 60 quid on the internet? Well, that one's coming up in season 7. Is it Pool Party? Yeah. Oh my god. We've got a book that is... Oh, we didn't pay 60 quid for it right enough, but that is We didn't pay anything for it. Well, I know. It was donated. Thanks, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Yeah. So, that is that story. Pretty good. Um, Is it good, though? What are we giving it out of? Four. Okay. I was going to say out of ten, but that's incorrect. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know why I was going to say that. (laughs) I agree, four. Is it good, bad, though? Um, I give it two for good, bad. Yeah, I agree. That was easy. Okay. And do we, we're not doing, are we, not, are we doing the things we normally do? I don't feel like these stories are going to give us those things, unless you've got some. No, let's not do it. No, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, and you're a new listener, well, you will find out in the regular hour-long episodes. And tomorrow we will be back with another mi- mini-sode. Mini-sode. Are we saying mini-sode? Oh my God. Can I say, it's the piano by Di- Diane Ho, so very much worth tuning in. Tuning in. Tuning in. And uh, Heather is doing that one, which is appropriate because Heather plays the piano. I do know. So join us tomorrow for The Piano by Diane Ho. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. Yes. And uh, you can also become a patron. (laughs) That was your cue. You just like, yes. (laughs) Well done, Kirsty. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast where you get uh, a free bonus episode every month and a cool badge and our eternal love. Bye. Bye.